Hello everyone, this is Nicole, your host for this episode of our podcast, Seed Planters with the Cameron Family. I am so glad you are here joining us as we embark on a discussion of the word persevere. This word for me speaks of passion, persistence, and not being deterred by an obstacle. It lets me know that even if there's a roadblock, it should not make me stop reaching for the goal. It speaks greatly of the human spirit, and it reminds me that sometimes in order to survive in this life, you have to persevere. I pray that we will be able to touch on some of the many ways we can see perseverance as we share our thoughts and discuss scripture on this week's word, persevere. So I'll start with the first question. If you had to use persevere in a sentence, what is the first thing that comes to mind? And we'll start with Michelle. Hi, everyone. So the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word persevere is someone in the army, maybe in boot camp, and they have to do the different exercises that they're expected to do so that they can pass boot camp and become a literal, you know, you know, a private in whatever arm of the military that they're signed up for. And usually it's very tough. They usually have very difficult terrain to cross or they have to carry certain levels, heavy, heavy weights, simulating what they would carry out on the field in battle and things like that. So, um, and they have to be exposed to different temperatures and all this other stuff. So it's a battle of perseverance to be able to say, I completed boot camp and I am now officially a soldier. And so that's what came to mind when I hear the word. Thank you. And then I will give the question to Suzette. So if you are going to use the word persevere in a sentence, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, the first thing I thought of was basically um, pushing towards a goal, um, getting the goal accomplished no matter what the obstacles are that come in the way. Usually when I notice when we're pressing towards something worthwhile, it seems very difficult to get there and it takes um, more energy on your part. It takes more um, encouraging yourself. It takes more motivation and it also sometimes takes longer than you anticipated it would. But at the same time, knowing what your goal is, your end goal is, it's actually for me um, something that motivates me to keep going. Yes, and I totally agree with that. Um, you know, it's kind of what the same picture that comes to my mind. And I think with that, you know that there's some effort that you have to put into it. So because things may not always be easy, but if you have an end point in mind, then you're going to have to persevere. Okay, so the next question I have is, how does the word persevere relate to us as humans so if there is some type of um, connection or concept that comes to mind when you think of the word persevere and us as a human race, and maybe I'll give my thoughts on it first, um, and it kind of connects to what I said in the beginning that 
life can be difficult, you know, so nothing in this world is easy. If you want to reap um, a harvest in the natural, you have to till the earth, you know, so you have to dig up the ground and it may not always be soft ground. It might be rocky or hard. And then you have to um, plant the seeds and you have to, you know, continue to tend to it. You have to make sure everything is growing as you intend it to. You have to make sure that there's no weeds or anything like that. And then you have to wait and then you have to go and harvest the crop. And so you have to persevere to that end goal of being able to actually eat the food. And um, so that's something that's kind of just a natural analogy, I guess, with life, that things in life you have to work towards, it's not always easy. And so in order to get to the goal, you have to persevere. So are there any other ideas or thoughts on this question? Um, which I'll start with Suzette. So how does the word persevere relate to us as humans? Okay, so you said most of it already, but um, I was just thinking of a parent and a child. So you may have a vision for your child as to what you think, where you think their life is going, and it kind of ties into what we were speaking about before when we were speaking about nurture and how the mom's responsibility was to um, prep or prepare the child for the purpose that God has for them. So sometimes we may see something in our child that we believe will come to fruition if they persevere. So we have to encourage them. But I think for humans in general, it's hard for someone to really push forward if they're being forced to do something that they can't understand the end result. So if they don't know what they're going towards or pressing towards, sometimes they don't, they want to give up. But I believe if you start out with a purpose in mind, knowing what you're going to do with that purpose, then it actually helps to motivate you and move you towards your goal. So um, I do believe that as humans, we have to plan uh, focus on where we're going, and then take the steps towards getting there. And sometimes you need help along the way to get to your destination, so you can't do it alone. And it's good to have the proper kind of support, not discouraging um, words, but people that will continue to encourage you no matter what. Thank you for that, Suzette. That was a great um, example and something very applicable is what I would say. Um, to the human life experience. Uh, so Michelle, if you have any thoughts on this question, how does the word persevere relate to us as humans? Well, I would want to say that you've both covered a lot of it already. Um, what the scene that comes to my mind, which is, I guess, a subset of what you've spoken about, is that of um, a child maybe a young person doing maybe school, college, something like that. Um, many times young people are challenged when they have to take on something where they are not in the similar environment that they're used to being in. For example, they've always lived at home and now they are away from home and they're navigating life for the first time without daily, in you know, daily, connection with parents or guardians. 
and now they're trying to figure out life and they have to make up their minds to push past all the distractions, all the hindrances, um, even their own feelings of inadequacy they have to push past to get to that goal where they cross the stage four years later, five years later, and they have their cap and gown on and they're shaking the hand of the dean or whoever it is, the, the, the president of the school, whoever, and receiving that diploma that they've worked hard for. But it's, it's definitely a mind thing, I believe, a heart thing as well. Um, just you, you have to have the mindset to push past everything that can hold you back. You have to have the heart to keep going even in the midst of, of distractions and, and other setbacks. Thank you for that, Michelle. And I'm going to ask this question to Daddy. Um, so how does the word persevere relate to us as humans? I can only, um, I can relate it to myself right now. I remembered when I just uh, joined up with the uh, the academy, the police academy, uh, there was rough training. We started out lightly, and then it developed into something that was so restrictive and strenuous and demanding. And uh, I tell you, I, I was set for that anyway. I made up my mind before I entered that this is something I wanted to do, and I would not be giving up, no matter what. Others have gone through it, and uh, they call it boot camp in the, in the military. But I decided I was going to face it. Quite a number of my batchmates they fell out by the way. So I think we started at like 30 in the, in the squad. And we came down to, I think it was 23. <laughs> um, so, you know, the thing about it is that they really wanted to do this, but they, when once it gets real hard, they were not uh, prepared for that. It was a challenge to everybody. But those of us who stayed decided no matter what, we're going to make it through. Uh, for me, it wasn't really that hard because I had prayed before. I had presented it to the church, and they were with me in prayer. And although I saw others struggling, make it hard, I mean, seeing that it was that hard, I know it was tough, um, waking up very early in the mornings, go do fatigue, go do physical training, and then to the classroom, and then after that, to the drill square. And at that time, it was close to the, uh, the visit of the queen. And as a result, we had to be really on the ball. And so we ha I personally decided I'm going to persevere. I'm going to, no matter what is happening, I'm going to be there. And those of us who are who hang on there, we, we went through 
when I was on the Queen's Parade, when her yacht uh, docked at Victoria Pier in Kingston, and I felt so good about it. Uh, I, I almost ran into a problem though. We've been standing there waiting for over an hour and it was really and truly a warm morning and the sun was shining in our faces and sweat was flowing. And as I tried, we had to stand at ease. It's our rifles um, at an angle. I think it was 45 degrees angle in front of us. And uh, when the queen uh, cut off the barge, we didn't see that. The, the commanding officer shouted, shouted, parade! And I moved fast to pull my rifle in and the rifle slipped out my hand. And I'm like, oh no. And quickly I made a swing for it without even bending or anything. I just made a second swing and I grabbed it. I pulled it in, and only a few people noticed it. But, you know, I was saying that at first when I felt it left my hand, I, I figured, oh, that's it. But then something said, go for it. And I, I actually swept down and grabbed it. And I was so grateful for that. To me, that was persevering, you know, not giving up to the first um feeling that you have, and also uh, not thinking that all is lost or you're going to be, you know, on the losing end. And even through, through, through the training, I, I hung in there to the end. And I, I knew that without perseverance, I couldn't have made it because it was rough. But I was still young, 21 years of age. And I was able to make it through. There were others there who were 28 years of age, 27 plus, and they made it through. So I know that with God's help and with my perseverance in doing what I went there to do, I was able to make it. And I know that all of us are able to make the run successfully if we persevere and trust God. Thank you for that uh, remembrance, that story, Daddy. And so I think that will help me to segue into the next question. So I'll ask from the sisters now of any examples of perseverance in your life. Um, I may give a quick one right now for myself. I think daily I persevere um, just with the constraints of time and the amount of things that I try to get done every day. So I persevere through the different tasks, you know, so whether it's at work, especially if it's a very busy and potentially stressful day, I persevere through, you know, my tasks at hand. And then if it's, you know, me trying to get things done at home, whether it's educating my children or, um, things in the household, I kind of persevere through just the, the day-to-day routines. And that's something sometimes I could ba- um, say to myself, you know what, I don't feel like doing anything. 
But I think that's just a simple example of perseverance, you know, that I know that things need to get done. I have a purpose or a goal. And so even though it's tiring, that I'm still going to keep pushing forward. So I'm going to ask, we'll ask Michelle the same question. What's an example you can give of this word persevere from your life? Yeah, so a few examples come to mind. Um, One that sticks out now is persevering to um, ramp up my business. So those who know me know that I have, um, I'm an editor, I am a writing coach, I also write my own books. And um, there are different ideas that have come to mind. I've been, um, been coached on different things that I could do to enhance that whole business. I've been in business since 2012, and it hasn't done what I thought it would do by now, but I am not giving up. I decided that I'm going to just keep going because I see the benefit that it has brought to so many different people. And I know that there are more people that need to be helped. It's just not going the way that I thought it would go. So um, perseverance is one of those things that I have to put in play because without it, I will close my business. (laughs) So that's, that's how it is for me today. Thank you for the honesty and the realness, because that I think, especially after the pandemic, a lot of people have been affected as um, business owners. And you have to know that if your business was created with a specific goal in mind, and especially if God was um, underlying your intent to do the business, then you have to continue to persevere, even if the external situations and factors are difficult. So I'm going to ask Suzette the same question. Uh, What is an example that you can give of how the word persevere applies to your life? Okay, so I see nothing. (laughs) If you... Nothing is worth doing unless there is a reason to persevere. So if it's too easy, it may not last as long, the end result. But if you put the work and time into it for Michelle, I know that whatever we have seen and prophesied for her is coming to pass. And it may look a certain way. Always to the human eye, it's never the way that God sees it. So we have to remember that God's plan will fulfill once he has set it forth and it's a matter of us um, being consistent so for me I think now trying to go a little further with my career so that right now I'm doing studying and preparing for my exam which I'm taking in June and Um, Having gone through the prep course, I realized some of the things that I need to learn. So now I'm spending time on certain things that I don't have the actual work experience in. So it's a process. And every day during the week, I take some time aside to do the studying. And then I keep getting those comforting uh, reminders that you're doing this for a reason. And so continue because the end result is good. And so it's very encouraging to know that 
my efforts are not going to be in vain. And so, you know, pushing that daily pushing, I can relate to um, what Nicole said about the daily activities. So I know at times I get tired and get to the end of the day and then there's still something to do, something to be done. Uh, sometimes I feel the children are moving too slow and <laughs> I need hurry up so I can get this done. But they don't see, they can't see the picture like I can see it. So then I say, well, mommy still has to do this. Mommy has to do that. And mommy is actually tired. So if you can help me a little bit, move a little faster so we can get this done. But personally, I don't like to leave things undone before going to bed. So that's probably me. And so I'm not going to leave a kitchen messy. I'm not going to just leave the floors dirty or whatever from whatever they dropped all over. <laughs> but it's like, I think sometimes it's just who you are as a person that makes you push because you like things a certain way, you want things a certain way, you want things done. And if you don't care, it really changes the amount of the levels of stress too. Because I feel some people live very stress-free because they don't care about anything. And I do believe, uh, for me, I do care about doing this so that we're, we're done with the things of the day so that tomorrow morning when we wake up, we're not coming into a mess. We're not, we're moving forward and we don't have time to do this and that. So it's a matter of planning for the future. And I feel that um, me persevering on a daily basis is preparing my family for where we're going and what we're going to be doing for the Lord. I like that. I think um, at the end too, what you're saying, you know, persevering as preparation like that's actually very profound um and i feel like this now segues into my next question which you kind of touched on in the beginning Suzette, when you were giving your answer for the last question um but how does the word persevere apply differently in the life of a believer who trusts in god versus a non-believer who does not follow the ways of God. So how do you feel like as a believer, we may have a different viewpoint or vantage point on the word persevere or the act of perseverance um, versus the non-believer? Um, I think for me, I'll answer this first. I look at it as the fact that we were created on purpose for a purpose. And so because I am already designed to accomplish a goal with my life and through my life, then whatever comes at me is not to deter me from my goal, but to propel me towards my goal. And so I think for me, knowing that God made me, that is my motivation so that way, when something happens, I am not going to turn to the left or the right or stop, but I'm going to say, how is God going to use this in order to push me further towards who he has truly designed me to be? And for someone that's a non-believer, if they don't believe that God made them, then they already are kind of floating. And so when hardship comes, they don't know what to grab onto or what to look forward to in order to persevere. So um, I don't know if anyone else had any other thoughts on this topic, but I'm on this question, I should say, but I will turn it over maybe to Michelle and see what you would think. So the question again is, 
how does the word persevere apply differently in the life of a believer? So someone that believes in who God is uh, versus a non-believer. So I think that um, a, uh, a believer, as they're persevering through life, they have the source of encouragement, um, the source of you know the strength that they need. They know where it's coming from. Um, I believe that those who are not believers who are persevering, because there are people who are persevering who don't believe, they feel that their source of perseverance is coming from themselves or it's coming from what their parents taught them, you know, the work ethic that their parents displayed or, or something like that. And as we mentioned, as you know, as you said not too long ago, it's that whole thing of when the harder days come, because there will be hard days, they don't have a source deep within to pull from when that time comes. Whereas a believer, they have a source, they have an anchor that's holding them steady and they know that that connection is secure and they can pull from, you know, the presence of God. They can pull um, on perseverance through prayer. They can pull from their fellowship with other believers. They can pull from um, uplifting words, um, sermons, songs, different things that can push them and, um, and pull them as well um, to where they need to go. Somebody doesn't believe, they may turn to some inspirational sayings from certain people, but it's really not the same as when you are connected to Christ. You, the, the anchor is not the same. It's not as sturdy. It's not as unshakable as when we have that connection and when we have that source of supply. Thank you for that, Michelle. And I'm going to ask the question now to daddy. How does the word persevere apply differently in the life of a believer who trusts in God, our heavenly father versus a non-believer? Once we have recognized that God is our creator and God is a sustainer and that God is, is able to do all things through his son, Jesus Christ, for those whom he he had died for. We have found ourselves at a place, not a crossroad, but at a place where we grow daily by reading and studying the word of God, and being strengthened by what God has to say to us through his word, being encouraged by others in the church, knowing that from what we have studied, there comes a day when each and every one of us will have to give an account for what we have done in this life. It is always so imperative that we persevere in that which we have started out to do in acknowledging God. There are a lot of people who they've reached a point in their lives where it has become hard 
And God did not promise us that it was going to be easy. But in some cases, people have been advised that it, there is no hardship there. It's like easy, sweet, smooth sailing. But Christ did not teach us that. So once you have, we have become a, a believer, we have to expect to go through rough things, hard times. And although we're not looking forward to that, uh, it is necessary that we make our minds up to our mind up to, to persevere because some tough times are going to come and God will not allow us to go through this life without being tested. If we're not tested, the scripture says that we are considered bastards, not sons, nor daughters. Um, so we have to expect to go through some tests. And the tests vary. Uh, the thing about it is that are we all ready and willing to go through those tests as they come? Because they're going to come if we live long enough. If we were not just saved today and gone tomorrow, we're going to go through some tests. Many are able to persevere because they have acknowledged the Lord. They came to know him in the latter part of their lives or the mid, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40 years old when they acknowledged him as a personal savior. And during that period of time, they've gone through rough times. They've been involved in so many different things that smashed their lives, as it were, to pieces. Now that they have acknowledged Christ, they're always, at the beginning, they're always that joy and happiness and that freedom in your spirit because you have shed the heavy load and burdens and all the things that were holding us down and also putting pressure on us. We give God thanks for that. But, you know, once we have tasted the goodness of God and our lives have been changed, we want to persevere. We always feel we want to move forward and do this in the name of the Lord. We want to uh, pick up that heavy load and carry it. And even though when it is getting to be a burden on us, we want to persevere and to go through to the end because we are told and we know it, we feel it in our bodies, in our bones, in our spirit, that the end is going to be good. And we don't we want to run this race with patience. And as the scripture said, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And unless we persevere, and we have good reasons to persevere, if we have come out of rough times, hard times, uh, you know, dangerously um, perilous times, as it were, 
And now we are able to bask, as it were, in the goodness of God, the love of God, love of brethren, our family, and everything is going good in that sense. We know we have to persevere and we have to be on guard because very soon the enemy of our souls would want to come and trip us up. And if we know this ahead of time, we know we have to persevere and thank God that he has given us the ability to hang in there, to persevere, and then to come through in the end victoriously. God bless. Amen to that. So I'm going to ask Suzette the same question. Um, so do you feel like there is a difference in the way that persevere is lived out in the life of a believer versus a non-believer? Yes, that's absolutely different because we are living based on God's promises and we have his word. And I was looking at James 1.12 that says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. We have a reason to keep pressing because we know that we want to spend eternity with Christ. So all of the things that we face, we um, don't allow it to deter us from our path, because we know that in the end we will receive our reward. As everybody had already mentioned, for an unbeliever, I think what I see is the unbelievers depending more on other people to help them through difficult times, and then losing hope and either killing their family members or committing suicide, um, what they they call what murder suicides or whatever, like they do things like that when they have no hope. The pandemic came and lost a job. I don't want to be on the street, just kill everybody. So that that's someone without hope. So it's like as a believer, you don't live like that. You don't get to a point where all hope is lost. Because you have Jesus and you know who he is, he lives within you and you have that reassurance. So walking around saying life is not worth living or I can't see the end right now because I don't have a job. I can't I can't collect unemployment. Everything's not working out. Um, my my family's all home. We're, we're going to end up on the streets. We're going to get evicted like those thoughts. A lot of people went through that process during the, the pandemic and. Um, a lot of them made it out, whether they, some of them were believers, some were not, but people I do see depend on others a lot more when they don't know who Christ is. Um, just even scrolling through Facebook, you know, I don't, don't post on Facebook. I really don't normally do that, but sometimes I just look at it and it's just like some of the things that are there, like people just really need encouragement. People need hope. They need like a refocus. They need somebody to answer to something they posted just to, to give them a reason to keep going. And, um, you know, my my dependence or our dependence should really just be on Jesus Christ and not waiting for someone else to tell us something. Um, understanding that when you're pulling on someone else, they may need someone else to help them, too. So 
sometimes you say, well, this person is always encouraging and always giving, but who gives to them? And sometimes I think about that for the people that are in positions where everybody needs something from them, like a doctor, like a physician. You know, I want this, I want that, help me with this. But who helps that person when they need something? So we have to refocus our attention and not um, rely or put all of our pressures on others, but put our burdens on Jesus, as he has said in his word, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And it's it sounds simple, but it is really that simple. And it's it's us who sometimes just don't want to let go. And, and we have to learn how to really depend on him. It really takes that burden off. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thank you for all of your contribution so far to the discussion, family. We're going to pause for the um, podcast right here. And we will come back with the word persevere on our next episode. Please join us again then. Thank you.